chapter 1 says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, come not near to it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. And I want you to notice this last part of verse 4. It says this, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant, pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. Once again, verse 4 tells us, Let there be a space between you and it. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. And I want to preach to us just for a little bit on this subject today. You have not passed this way before. I wish we'd lift our hands right now and give God the best praise we can give Him just for a moment. We love you, Jesus. Lord, let your power, let your anointing, let your blessings, let your strength, let your glory be manifested in this place, God. Speak to my heart, my mind, and my spirit. Anoint my lips of clay that I can preach your word. Anoint my mind that I can understand your word, God. Anoint the ears of the hearer that they can receive your word. In Jesus' name, we pray this. Hallelujah. How many is going to help me preach for a little bit today? Come on, I hope Brother Kyler hadn't preached you all out today because I got a lot of more preaching I want to do in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voices and give God the best praise that we can give Him. Oh, yes. Reach over to somebody beside you for a moment and praise God with them. David said, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together somebody magnify the Lord together in this place come on if you haven't shouted yet this is your chance if you've not jumped for joy this is your chance if you've not run the aisles this is your chance hallelujah if you not lift your voice to God, this is your opportunity to do so. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify you, Jesus. Yes. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. God bless you. I need you to help me preach today. Moses was dead, and Joshua was now the leader of Israel. I preached about this last Sunday. Moses had led Israel for 40 years, but for that 40 years, he led them while they wandered in the wilderness. And now Israel is standing on the border of the promised land. They're ready to step into the place that God had promised their fathers. They're ready to step into the place that flowed with milk and honey. They're ready to step into the uh, houses they never built and drink from the wells they never dug and, and, and live in the cities they never established. Amen. This is where Israel is right now. 
in the 40 years in the wilderness, they faced many battles, many trials, and many dangers. And Joshua tells them in verse 4 of chapter 3, he says this, Get ready, Israel, because you have not passed this way before. Hallelujah. Israel would face new obstacles. My dad would often say this, Every level there is a new devil. Hallelujah. Just because you conquered him once, just because you uh, fought battles and, 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 and uh, uh, had victories doesn't mean it's over. We always go to a new place. We always go to a new plane. Somebody help me. Hallelujah. We always go to a new level in God. Hallelujah. Israel would face new obstacles and we're going to face some new obstacles and every time they faced another obstacle there was another enemy that they had to destroy hallelujah every time we go to a new place in God every time you go to a new place in the spirit there is going to be another enemy that's going to come against you and try to stop you hallelujah but I'm here to let somebody know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They would face new obstacles. They faced the Jordan River. They faced the intimidating walls of Jericho. They faced Giants that they were fearful of. They faced mighty cities to conquer, just to name a few of the obstacles before them. And the only way they were going to be overcomers was by faith. Hallelujah. And I preached this last Sunday to us. They would need to be strong and courageous in the Lord. How many still strong and courageous? Hallelujah. I feel this in the Holy Ghost for somebody in this place. Last Sunday you left here strong and courageous, but this Sunday you walked in defeated. Last Sunday you felt like you had won the victory, but during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the devil got the best of you and you forgot who is on your side. Hallelujah. I'm still strong and courageous. I'm still victorious. No matter what the devil throws against me, no matter what I have to face. To overcome the obstacles, God gave Israel some instructions. I want us to notice this in Scripture. They were told in Joshua chapter 3 and 3, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall move from your place and go after it. And then they would be told in Joshua 3 and 5 to sanctify yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Notice this. This is what God told Israel. He said, I want you to watch me. I want you to follow me. And I want you to sanctify yourself. They were to watch God. The scripture says that when the Ark of the Covenant moved, they were supposed to move. We understand that the Ark of the Covenant is the presence of the Lord. The Ark of the Covenant is mentioned seven times in Joshua chapter 3. The Ark of the Covenant symbolized the presence and the power of God. It was God's presence in the midst of the people. When the Ark of the Covenant, of the presence of God, was present in Israel... They were always victorious. But when they lost the Ark of the Covenant, when they lost the presence of God, they became a defeated nation. 
Hallelujah. I'm here to tell the church today. I'm here to preach some, to somebody in this place today. If you ever lose the presence of God in your life, if you ever lose the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, if you ever uh, uh, lose that, that chill that runs up and down your spine and the desire to get out in the aisles and give God a little bit of praise, hallelujah, if you ever lose the presence of God like Israel, you are going to be defeated. You are going to be a defeated nation, hallelujah. So God told Israel, I want I want you to watch me. Then God told Israel, follow me. He said, then shall ye remove yourself from your place and go after it. When they saw the Ark of the Covenant move, they were told to follow. This required them to move from their place of comfort. This required them to leave what was comfortable and familiar. This was not easy. But to get past their obstacle, they had to move and they had to follow God. When you see the Ark of the Covenant, I want you to remove from your place and go after it. Hallelujah. I got a message for somebody in this place. Get out of your place. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of the place that's familiar to you. Hallelujah. Don't stay in your tent. Don't stay in your pew. Don't stay where you've been planted. Hallelujah. God is moving, and when he moves, we got to follow, and we got to move after him. We got this mentality in the church that God is going to beat me up. We got this mentality in the church that God is going to come down with some heavenly lightning bolt and knock me to the ground and roll me all over and muss me up and, and, and get me tore up from Him. And if that happens, I hope it does. Hallelujah. Because if it does, you probably won't let God tore you up. More than likely is what's going to take place. You're going to receive your healing. You're going to receive your victory. You're going to receive your anointing. You're going to receive your power. God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. Because you went after him. Hallelujah. When God moves, I want to move. I don't want to stay where I'm comfortable. I don't want to stay where it's familiar. But I want to follow hard after God. And then he said this, sanctify yourself. The old church, the old black preachers used to say this, I'm saved and I'm sanctified. The problem now in the church is this, us white folk, we just get saved we don't get sanctified. Hallelujah. God wants to do something more than just save you, but he wants to sanctify you. Being sanctified means this, to be washed, to be clean, to be consecrated. It means to be set apart. Hallelujah. God wants some people to be set apart. He wants some people to be clean. He wants some people to be washed. He wants some people to be set apart for his glory. To be sanctified, we must put away everything that's displeasing to God. Quit holding on to those things. 
Quit desiring those things. Quit hanging out with those friends. Quit going to those places. Quit listening to those things you're listening. Quit setting those evil things before your eyes. Hallelujah. Cleanse yourself. Consecrate yourself. Set yourself aside. Hallelujah. Because God, if they would do this, this is what the scripture says. Sanctify yourselves because I will do wonders among you. Maybe it's just this. Maybe the wondrous things that we are asking God to do. Maybe the supernatural places we are asking God to step into. Maybe the strongholds that we are desiring God to tear down and break. Those things are not taking place because we're not sanctified. I don't know about you, but I want to be washed. I want to be clean. I want to be consecrated. I want to be set aside. Hallelujah. I don't want anything in my life displeasing to God. Hallelujah. Because if I will get all that junk out, if I will get all of that iniquity out, if I will clean myself up a little bit, God will do wonders. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for God to show up and show out. I'm ready for a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost to happen in this place. Hallelujah. We've got too many sick people. We've got too many discouraged people. We've got too many people that are battling all these things in our lives. And I want God, how many wants God to do wonders? I believe the same prescription that God gave Israel is the same prescription that he's given the church today. He's saying, watch me. Follow me. Sanctify yourself. And if you will do these things, I will do wonders among you. Like Israel, we are also facing new obstacles. Because we are standing on the border of our promised land. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe what God wants to accomplish and is going to accomplish in the last day of this church. It's not going to come easy. But there are going to be obstacles ahead of us. Hallelujah. And we are standing on the border of our promised land. Hallelujah. We are at the place that God has promised this church for 92 years. We are at the place that Brother Dylan preached about. We are at the place that Brother Wallace died longing for. We are at the place, hallelujah, of the fulfillment of the promise that God wants to give us. Hallelujah. But there will be new obstacles. Yes, we have overcome many battles. Yes, many trials and tribulations are now behind us. And looming in the distance, there are new rivers to cross, new mountains to climb, new battles to fight, new places to go in God, new heights, new levels, new depths, new victories that God wants to give us. Hallelujah. And I want to remind you, at every level, there's going to be a devil that's going to try to stop us. But I'm serving notice on the devil today. You're not going to stop me. And you're not going to stop this church. 
I want to remind somebody today that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. It will only be by faith that we are able to come these things. So we must be strong and courageous. I'm still strong. I'm still powerful in God. I'm still mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. I've still got weapons of my warfare at my disposal. Come on, church, you need to wake up. Come on, saints of God, you need to wake up. Because God is saying this to Moss Hill, United Pentecostal. You have not passed this way before. You've overcome many battles. You've overcome many trials and dangers. You've won victories. And you've had uh, great things happen. But this is a new place. I'm taking you to a new level. There's going to be new obstacles. We don't serve a new God. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. What he did 90 years ago, he'll still do today. The same promises that Brother Dylan preached about, the same God that Brother Wallace served, hallelujah, he is our God today. God is telling us, you have not passed this way before, but I want to remind you, it's going to be okay because he will never leave you or forsake you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When God is beside you, nothing can stand against us because one and God are a majority. Crossing the Jordan River did not rest on the shoulders of Israel, but on God. We're told in Joshua chapter 3 and 15 through 16. And as they bear the ark, as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. When they put their feet into the river hallelujah when they dipped their feet into that flowing river that overfloweth its banks verse 16 tells us this is what happened the waters which came down from above stood and rose up heat very far from the city of Adam that is beside Zartan and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over against Jordan. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Mahaney, what does that mean? Zartan and the city of Adam, that was over 20 miles away from where God told Israel to cross. So you know what that tells me? God didn't just make a roadway. But God made a highway. I want to remind you again today. Crossing the Jordan River did not rest on the shoulders of Israel. But it was God's responsibility. You never read one time that they got a church committee to figure out how to build a boat. They never got men and workers and ladies and construction people to start cutting timbers to build a bridge. 
They didn't get any bungee cords, zip lines, or anything to help them get across. It wasn't on their shoulders of how it was going to be possible. The only responsibility they had, Brother Anthony, was following God. Hallelujah. And Brother Swift, this is how God works. When he made a way, it wasn't just a a roadway. It was a highway. And he said, I'm going to clear away 20 miles past where you ever come in. I want to tell somebody in this place today, overcoming our obstacles doesn't rest on our shoulders but on God's. If God spoke it, He will do it. If God promised it, He's going to fulfill it. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. Stop trying to analyze it. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to put God in a box. Stop trying to help God accomplish a miracle. Just step out in faith and believe it. I believe it, church. There's nothing that God hasn't promised that I don't believe. There's no prophecy. There's no sermon. There's no scripture. There's no word of faith. There's nothing that hasn't been spoken in this church that I have doubt over. I'm not going to doubt God's promises because if I doubt God's promises, I'm calling him a liar. And the scripture says he's not like man who lies. He cannot lie. And if he said he was going to do it, it will come to pass. You see, often we look at our obstacles and we see how big they are. And we say, there's no way. God looks at our problems and he says... I am the way, and I can make a way. Too often, we expect heartbreak, troubles, trials, and tribulations. We need to change our mentality. We need to expect a miracle. We need to expect victory. We need to expect revival. Because expectation is the birthplace for the supernatural. And if I never expect God to do anything, He's not going to do it. But if I put God to the test and I believe that He is exceedingly, abundantly above all that I could ask or think, if I believe I can ask it according to His Word, and it's possible... Hallelujah. I'm not expecting trials. I'm expecting victory. I'm not expecting heartbreak and trouble, but I'm expecting power and anointing. Hallelujah. I'm expecting God to do the supernatural. Brother Kyler preached it this morning. I wrote it down while he was preaching. He said, we're not fighting for the victory. We're fighting in the victory. We're fighting in the victory. Quit fighting for the victory and understand that somebody is fighting beside you. I'm not fighting by myself. I'm not in this battle alone. I'm not fighting by myself. But God is beside me. And God and one are a majority. I want to pause just for a moment and say this. This is in the Holy Ghost for somebody in this place. You don't have a problem with fighting with God. But you have a problem with fighting with a brother or a sister. I'm not talking about fighting with them or against them. 
I'm talking about fighting beside them. Too many long rangers in the church. Too many isolated Christians. Too many people that slip in and out. Hallelujah. And try not to be noticed. Somebody needs to link arms with a brother or a sister. And I'm not talking just a family member. I'm talking about the family of God. Because the strong bear the infirmity of the weak. Hallelujah. The strong can help us. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Hallelujah. And I believe God is speaking to us where he's taken us, where we have not been before. We cannot go by ourselves, but we got to go together. It's time for us to lock arms with the church. Eleven years ago when I came to be the pastor of this church, God spoke to me. And he said this, I want you to change the mentality of the church. That's what he said. So I did some things. And some people didn't like it. I took out the altar benches. And some of you got mad at me. But God had spoke to me and said, you can't link arms with a brother and sister armpit praying at an altar. Do your armpit praying at home. Put it all over the blood because when we come to church, I want to create a community. I want to create a community in this place where people, brothers and sisters, oh no, are no longer long ranger Christians serving God by themselves, but they can connect their faith with each other and they can be strong together. Eleven years later, preachers come to our church and this is what they ask. ask to, isn't this right, Sister Mahaney? They say this, how do you get people to come to the front all the time? I, have, I preach at churches all over, and that doesn't happen. I preach, I preach for a friend of mine, and we did, I preached the way I preached, and we did what we did in his church, and he came to me and said, how do you get people together around the front of the church together? You know what I said? I make them. I know some of that, that didn't sit well with you, somebody in this place, because you're thinking to myself, nobody can make me do anything. But God wanted us to set a culture. And then I started doing this. And I know every time I do it, some of you think, here goes Brother Mahaney again. Reach over to this person beside you and pray for them. Connect your faith with their faith. Pray the prayer of agreement. Worship with them. Praise with them. That's what God told me to do. He said, I want you to do it every time you come to the church. Because you know what? I'm going to create a connectivity of the body. Hallelujah. So I'm here to let somebody know in this place. Hallelujah. Stop fighting against each other and start fighting together. You don't have a problem fighting with God, but you got a problem fighting beside your brother or your sister. Hallelujah. I'm stronger with you. I'm stronger beside you. Hallelujah. 
and where God has taken us, hallelujah, he's telling the church, you have not passed by this way before. And you can't go by yourself. You can't go without me. And you can't go without somebody else. Hallelujah. Notice that it was a collective group. It was a nation that came together. That crossed Jordan together. I don't believe there was one left behind. I don't believe there was one that couldn't walk across Jordan. I don't believe there was one that stayed on the other side. There might have been a few that struggled through the walk. There might have been a few that stumbled as they tried to make it. But there was somebody that would pick them up and help them. Hallelujah. It was a collective miracle. It was a corporate miracle. It was a corporate victory. It was a nation's victory. Hallelujah. And I'm saying in the Holy Ghost what God is going to do in our church and for our church. It's not going to be one man's victory. It's not going to be my victory. It's not going to be Brother Anthony's victory. It's not going to be Brother Walter's victory. But Moss Hill United Pentecostal Church, we're going to stand together. Because I'm not expecting God to make a roadway. I'm believing God is going to make a highway. The prophet Isaiah would say this in Isaiah 35 and 8 and 9. He would say in verse 8, And a highway shall be there. A way it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those... It shall be for the wayfaring man... Though fools shall not err therein. Verse 9 says, no lion shall be there. Nor any ravenous beast shall be there. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there. I want to remind somebody today. Overcoming the obstacles, they don't rest on our shoulders. It's going to be God. That's why I love God so much. Because He fights the battle, Brother Walter, and He gets the glory. He fights the battle and he gets the glory. And if any man, if any woman, if any kingdom, any principality, any power are going to try to receive the glory that belongs to God, they will be cast down. Hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Brother Kyler, I'm not fighting for victory. I'm not looking for dominion and authority. I'm not looking to be an overcomer. I'm not looking, hallelujah, and striving to be victorious. But I am living as an overcomer. I'm living in power and victory. I am a living and anointing. Hallelujah. Because God has already won the battle. Hallelujah. Wake up and realize the enemy is defeated. He just don't know it. We just got to remind him. Somebody lift your voice and say, Devil, you're defeated.
You know what you're doing when you say that? When you lift up your voice and you say, Devil, you're defeated. I'm victorious. You are overcoming him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. My report is not going to be I'm a loser. My report is not I'm going to be defeated. My report, hallelujah, my testimony is not going to be the devil's chasing me around, hallelujah. My testimony is going to be victory. Somebody lift your voice as loud as you can and shout victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Hallelujah. Somebody stand up and tell the enemy, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told the devil, somebody tell the devil. Get behind me, devil. Somebody resist the devil and he will flee from you. Somebody reach over to a brother or sister and worship God with them. You're not defeated, you're a victor. You're not cast down, you're an overcomer. You're not to tell, you're the head. I'm not looking for trials and tribulations, heartaches and troubles, they come by the scored, but I'm looking for anointing and revival. Come on, I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a revival. I'm expecting victory. Expectation is the birthplace for the supernatural. I'm not expecting God to make a roadway, but I'm expecting God for a highway. I believe we are standing on the border of our promised land. And if we will follow the same prescription that God gave Israel. It's not complicated. We will watch God. If we will follow God. And if we will sanctify ourselves. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. Hallelujah. You know what will happen? God will do wonders among us. I feel this in the Holy Ghost in this place today. God wants to do some wonders in this place today. I'm speaking a prophetic word to somebody in this place. God wants to do wonders.
Let me remind you what watching God meant. It meant we had to have His presence, His power, His victory, anointing. We could not move. We cannot. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. In Him, as long as the presence of God is in our midst, we got to watch God. And then while we're watching Him, when He moves, we got to remove from our place. And we got to go after. And then we have to sanctify ourselves. Wash. We have to cleanse ourselves. We have to consecrate. We have to set aside anything that's not pleasing to God. And He will do wonders. Because God is saying the same thing He said to Israel. You have not passed this way before. 92 years of history in this church and God has done many supernatural things oh we could testify of the goodness oh sister Dorothy we could sing and we could praise and we could give reports of packed church buildings and BBS's and, 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 and church buses and and, and, and Sunday school programs and revivals and, 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 and we could do all those things and I thank God for those things but God is saying this you've not been here yet you've not been here yet Notice what the scripture said before Joshua told them, you've not been here, you've not been to this place heretofore. He said this, don't get ahead of God because he's going to take you to some places that you know not. You don't know the way. You think you got God figured out. You think you got the pathway figured out. You think you got it all mapped out in your mind how God is going to do it. I don't know the way. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know how God is going to provide the means for us to build a million dollar plus building. I don't know how it's going to I don't know what how God is going to shake our community. Send revival. Save your loved ones. Do the things He had promised. But I do know that He said He would. And it's not my job to build a bridge or a raft to try to get over Jordan. It's my job to trust Him that he's going to make a highway. Let God handle it. Let God save your loved ones. Let God be your testimony. Let God before, go before you. He said he would go before us and fight our battles. I don't want to get ahead of God. God is saying, you have not passed this way before. But I'm here to add something to it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Do you ever think that as your pastor, I don't worry about the how? But God is changing that. He's just going to get me to stand on the promise. He's going to do it. 
We got $420,000 in our church account. It's going to take every penny to get our building closed in. And it's going to take another $300,000 to do it. That doesn't count the $150,000 we've already spent on the property. It doesn't count the $30,000 we've already spent on septic systems. It doesn't count on... Uh, Blueprints, $10,000. Surveys, $15,000. It doesn't count all the things that we had to do. But God said, I'm going to do it. You've never passed this way before. There's going to be new obstacles. There are going to be more battles, more trials, more tribulations. There's going to be new rivers, new mountains, new battles that we have to fight. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Because God never promises a new thing without giving us the resources for the new thing. God never promises a new level without the ability to take us to that level. God never promises new heights and new depths and new places in the kingdom without making a way for it to be possible. It's going to be okay. I'm here to tell somebody it's going to be okay. I'm here to tell myself it's going to be okay. I'm here to tell Sister Mahaney it's going to be okay. Brother Anthony, it's going to be okay. God's got it under control. It's all in His provision. He's going to do it. I just got to follow His prescription. I got to watch Him. I got to follow Him. I got to sanctify myself and He will do wonders among us. Hallelujah. Because He will never leave us or forsake us. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. When God is beside you, nothing can stand against you because you and God are a majority. Because God can do anything. Help me, Sister Mahaney. Well, my.